Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. So Baconism in the chat said, podcast ends. Tim instantly puts two pounds of biltong in his mouth. Incorrect, sir. It is alpha jerky today, which is a bit drier, but it's got salt and pepper on it. There is there is frequently food shoved into mouths in between uh, in between stuff, though. True. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> so how's everyone doing tonight there uh, on the after on the after looters shoot into Chicago cop during smash and grab robbery uh, post millennial posted this. How long ago? A little while ago. Listen, the the situation in Chicago is not going to change until the people of Chicago change the politicians. And this is something that's going on. Honestly, it's going on nationwide. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. We need to have you need people in society that one, understand how society works and two care about changing it. Well, we got We got a uh, the perfect person to ask about this. You're a mayor. Yes. Fair enough. How would you deal with smash and grab robberies? Oh boy, I tell you, we and we've had some of this in my own community, and it's mostly being committed by illegal immigrants. And mm -hmm. I actually had oh, a, a sit down with our Salt Lake City field office, the ICE director, and kind of laid that out. And then also went into all the illegal immigration that we've got, uh, misaffecting everybody. So, I mean, how you deal with that is, uh, you know, the whole the whole broken window syndrome. You, you've got to enforce the law. You absolutely have to enforce law. And if, if the word gets out that our community didn't, for example, we would just have more crime. So you deal with it by enforcing the law and making sure that you're, you're locking people up. Isn't it crazy that people who come here illegally disproportionately don't have respect for our laws? It's wild. <laughs> Isn't it funny that when I ask a mayor what's the answer to the crimes, he's like, you enforce the law. <laughs> it's just like one plus one equals two. Yeah. Yeah. If there are people breaking the law, you, you enforce the law. So many of these cities like Chicago, the New York, San Francisco, they're literally not enforcing the law. Well, mm -hmm. they're being derelict in their duties. I mean, these these elected officials, they're not upholding their oath, their oath of office. I mean, every every municipal leader actually has to take that oath. And in the state of Utah, and I don't think it's anything that's that's unique to our state. I mean, everybody has to do that. Yeah. Well, um, because we have to get up, I have to get up at like 6 a.m. this time around and maybe even earlier than that and just try and get some work done in the morning. We're going to go straight to our callers right now and uh just make sure you guys get a chance to ask questions and be a part of the conversation before we go to bed i'm hoping we can have this wrapped by 10 30 so i can immediately go to bed and then wake up super early right on uh one quick shout out to top lobs by the way for the t-shirt i forgot to do that on the show uh let's talk to scott watson first scott how you doing buddy hey good how you doing i'm all right Good. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, Trent, I live in Harriman. I'm a voter in your district. Hey, uh, my question's for you, so no pressure. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, what specific big change would need to happen with our government in order for voters to finally start seeing some accountability for obvious corruption? Mm. I'm talking charges, removal from office, even jail time for these corrupt lefties who abuse their power. Boy. 
Well, Scott, uh, great, great to have you, man. Harriman is is right next to Riverton, so that's yeah. uh, that's mm-hmm. that's great. What change would have to happen? Well, I mean, accountability. I think you know, Seamus, you were referring to it earlier, right, in the segment where you talked about how uh, when there's no when, when virtue isn't rewarded, you're saying something yeah. to that effect, right? That we live in a society today where virtue isn't really uh, isn't rewarded, so people are going to continue doing that, and that's exactly the system that we have today accountability that's why people are so the the level of trust in government is at an all-time low uh, because the accountability factor isn't there and so you know what we have to do is be able uh, just like we were talking about enforcing the law (laughs) we we have to be able to hold people accountable and uh, that uh, it it just isn't happening today unfortunately Mm -mm. i think that 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 stems from the the federal government on down Mm -hmm. i think um, and more so in the Democrat party than I think in the Republican party, Mo- because the Republicans are stupid because they allow the Democrats to ignore prosecuting people that have broken the law. They allow, they allow the Democrats to do all this bad behavior. And then when the Republicans are in power, they are just like, well, you know, we're boy scouts and everybody wants to be, everybody wants Mitt Romney to be, uh, you know, the, the guy that's, that's in, in the hot seat and stuff. And if you don't have politicians that will exercise the power that they have, then there's there's no chance for the party. And when one party is willing to exercise the power mm-hmm. and another one isn't, then you get people that respond to the you know one party that doesn't exercise the, the or that doesn't you know uh, uh, make people uh, accountable and stuff, hold people accountable. And then you end up with 2020. You end up with the riots all 2020 that we that we saw. And then when when the Republicans are like, oh well, we're just going to ignore the law too. You end up with the feds crushing any dissent with like the way they are with with uh, January 6th. Yeah. It's part of the reason why I'm so blackpilled is because th- there is clear diff- a d- clear difference in the way that the the law is adjudicated, and everyone's just like, well, you know, it's fine. And and I don't see what what the the, the answer is what does accountability mean though right yeah, so i i think criminal you know, charges or yeah uh, absolutely there needs to be and and cash patel actually talks about this in his book yeah, government, yeah. government gangsters right um we we have to be able to get to the root of it uh, most of these people involved in these federal agencies they think that it's there to uh, to support themselves and their own egos mm. and not serving the american public and the fbi i mean in some instances it is i, I mean he had many many things that he proposed there, but uh, some of it is just a complete overhaul. I mean, some of these federal agencies are so, uh, it's so systemic and it, they're so insidious. I mean, they just need to be basically so rooted out. So bloated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Well, uh, I hope uh, that was a sub- uh, sufficient response for you, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Thanks, guys. And Tim, you got a good thing going. Keep it up. Appreciate the good work. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. You keep it going, Tim. Jerky. <laughs> It yeah, is, it is really good. Alpha jerky. Do wait, best. did you think he meant the jerky or the show? Oh, I thought he meant the jerky. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Uh, let's get the same order going on here. Joseph Trimmer. This How's is jerky going, for my alphas. Yeah, let me. Hello, everybody. Thank Hi. you so much. Uh, yes, I'm Joseph Trimmer. I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been listening for a while. I've been an elite member for a couple months. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for this country. So I wanted to tell you about something that just happened to me this week. It's absolutely nuts. So 
about a week and a half ago, I was in Catholic Church praying that somebody would come into my life that would spread the word of what ha what's happening here in San Antonio. We have an illegal migrant camp here in town that receives about a thousand illegal migrants every single day, about uh, one or two buses every single hour, every hour. Wow. So Hernando or my friend Danny that's been on my podcast, Danny Vargas, pointed out a person, a citizen journalist that was reporting from the camp. I reached out. I confirmed everything that was going on. I went to some content from the from the migrant camp. Um, and then he connected me with Ben uh, Burkwam that was coming into the town. Uh, he was going to have a he was going to go live on Ben's war room. And so I was invited on that. Uh, when I met Ben at the camp, I saw a police officer and I went up with my cell phone up to his face and asked him, are these police officers on duty or off duty? Mm. And he said, I've got no comment. Um, you need to call the public information office. And then he also said, uh, the police here are under the direction of Catholic Charities on my Twitter, which you can find at Joseph Trimmer underscore. You can see wow. the video. I wanted to ask you guys, is that reason enough to sue that the police department in San Antonio is under the direction of Catholic Charities? Hmm. That is a Catholic organization. It's, it's nuts. So that was for the panel. Any help that you guys can give us? Any advice? Or who should we re reach out to? It's unacceptable to have Catholic Charities telling our police department what to do at all. And I'm a Catholic. And this is yeah, clearly, I mean, look, this is clearly Seamus' fault. This is my fault. And I did tell them to do that. And so I'm sorry. I told the Pope to tell them to do that. No, I mean, I, excuse me. I hear you. And I just want to make clear, like, Catholics are under no moral obligation to agree with everything that Catholic Charities does. And there, you know, I haven't looked into it too deeply, but I, I have heard um, some stories and, and just, really just information about Catholic Charities and how they have a specific incentive to take migrants in in a, in a way that I actually don't think is healthy for native citizens of, of our country. Uh, but yeah, if that's true, I certainly, I mean, it's very interesting and disturbing that especially in this instance, because it doesn't have anything to do with like, look, for as much as I'd love to believe now that we have just a, a based Catholic president, we're, we have a theocracy now where Catholic organizations get to tell the police what to do. But I think the reality is... Um, I think the reality is because they are, in this instance, acting as lackeys for the establishment that wants to import uh, cheap third world labor and people who will vote for the politicians they want them to vote for and if they're naturalized and made citizens and also people who will sway elections simply by their presence because the places where they live will end up with more electoral votes. I mean, that's the reason that they're being given the power in this situation, if they are. So that's th th those it's are also my money. Thoughts. If I made add, we have yeah, that's what I'm saying. Financial incentives, five five million dollars in federal funding just for Catholic charities of the Archdiocese uh, of San Antonio. Hmm. Five million dollars. Yeah. Well, God that's bless you, man. Yeah. Do you guys have thoughts on that? I, I mean, not particularly. I think that uh, you know. I'm not a fan of the Catholic Church personally. No, leave right now. No, I'm not. No, I'm done talking. No to you. offense. It's the uh, just like I'm not really a, a fan of, of most organized religions. Um, and if the so you're saying the Catholic Church is paying for migrants? 
It's Catholic charities, in? but I think wait, were you? I think you were saying the government was giving money to Catholic charities. Am I mistaken? That's, that's right. Yeah, the government is giving money to Catholic yeah, charities. Yeah, that that they're getting money from organizations like government organizations like FEMA to address the the surge of illegals here in San Antonio. We've got documents showing at least five million dollars in funding that we can see. We'd be happy to provide that to you guys. Uh, if you want to share that, it's it's kind of an outrage because yeah. when we looked at federal law, it says that if you benefit financially from aiding and abetting illegals, then you are guilty of a felony. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, man, and I, I appreciate you for, for doing this work and looking out for this. And um, just in case any part of you has doubts, there is nothing wrong or, or sinful for you as a Catholic to, to want to investigate this and make sure that this organization is uh, not doing anything wrong and to assure that they're held to account if they are. And I, I think I think it's it's good that you're doing this work. Well, it's it's unfortunate that far we have we have some organizations, religious organizations that that are kind of just <laughs> they're 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 looking at certain gospel principles, you know, like mm -hmm. love thy neighbor, and that trumps the law for some reason in their yeah. minds, and it can't. It can't be that way. And even in my state of Utah, you have folks that say, well, we want to be viewed as... I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. It's a welcoming state. I mean, and so they just, they turn a blind eye to what is going on. And uh, they don't feel they, they want to pin all the blame on the federal government. Oh, this is, yeah, absolutely. The Biden administration has completely failed with respect to the border. But states have to be, they've got to be a backstop. They've got to be able to step up. I mean, Texas is, kudos to them, and I know and uh, Ken Paxton you know, has done a lot to try and push back on this. Uh, sadly, my state has done very little, next to nothing, to try to do that. And they continue to give illegals driver's licenses and gutted E-Verify and done many other things that have magnetized so many illegal immigrants. Utah gives illegals... <clears throat> Uh, Legals, driver's license, in-state, in-state tuition. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. if you go to you know some Heritage Foundation, some of these scores, I mean, we're not doing that well. Nah, I feel like this argument about love thy neighbor, love thy not thy neighbor, that we hear about these Democrats, uh, these these religious folk who are like, oh, you know, this church and they got the pride flags and all that stuff. That the support of illegal immigration, it's subversion of what the religion actually yes. is teaching. Uh, a, a good example of this is when liberals always talk about when it comes to the gun argument. Love thy neighbor, turn the other cheek, etc. But they don't point out, uh, uh, and Seamus can give me the proper quote, but sell your cloak by a sword. What yeah, yeah, sell your cloak by a sword. There, there's also, this stuff becomes so easily distorted, right? Because they'll say, love your but, but neighbor. Ex explain what the, 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 the Bible, what, what Jesus said about it. What, uh, selling your cloak and, and buying a sword? He said something, yeah, there's a quote in the Bible about, if you do not have a, a sword, sell your cloak and buy one or something like that, right? Yeah, so um, this is in Luke, and, and there's some debate about this, but... I think ultimately the point is that we as Christians are not pacifists, and there's plenty in the Bible that makes that clear. What people will often do is they will take, as you mentioned, a principle of the gospel or a Christian mm -hmm. principle, and they'll try to twist it into something incredibly permissive. Right. Um, or they misunderstand it. Exactly. 
And like, so uh, the meek shall inherit the earth is one example of that is an that. interesting one. Yeah. Uh, that, that, well, that's an interesting one. And I just want to point out here what's what's really fascinating to me, though, in, in a broader point is that the same people saying, well, the Bible says love your neighbor. So we have to do this will cry violation of separation of church and state anytime any other biblical principles are implemented by the government. So they don't actually mean it. And I also just want to mention this from a Catholic perspective, uniquely. The catechism does say uh, two things specifically that I'm going to reference about immigration. I'm going to paraphrase. It does say that, yeah, people have a, a right to migrate to seek a better life and that wealthy nations should help people from poorer nations to do that, but that those nations have to take into account and have a responsibility to ensure the living standards for the native population in doing so. They have a responsibility to ensure that the native population is taken care of. You can't just have open borders and flood your country, uh, in other words without reference to what the people in your country want or what's good for them. Also, another thing the Catechism says is that immigrants are bound to obey the laws of their host nation. Right. And this is something that is left out all the time in this discourse. The, the Again, the Catholic Catechism says immigrants have to obey the nations of their, the, the laws of their host nation. So how can, how can Catholic charities aid and abet people who are violating the law of the host nation simply by entering. Because they're not really Catholic charities. They are using that as a skin suit. Mm -hmm. Like we see with the woke taking control of yep. news or of new media organizations, et cetera. I think there's true that I think Catholic charities does do some good things in other instances, but on this front, I would agree with you. They're really not living up to the, the teaching. Let's try and get to the next few callers here. So we don't run Indeed. too late and I can go to bed. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, everybody. If anybody wants to check out the video, just go to my Twitter profile, Joseph Trimmer uh, underscore. It's pinned on there. You guys can check it out. If you can share it, it'd be I, a huge help for I our fight here it. in San Antonio. Thank yep. you. Thanks, man. Timmer, Tim, Tim, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a go, man. Thanks for calling in. Cheers, bro. All right. Danny Delete. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I... Sorry, saying, um, love you guys' show, love everything about it, um, and love how much you guys get all the messages out for what's going on. Um, my question for the panel is, did you see the Vives ranking on Campbell's as one of the, air quotes, wokest companies due to their We Are Bridge company initiatives and how DEI is basically rebranding itself in the new 24, 2024 year? Por qué? Uh, so what you're saying Campbell's soup? <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I'm like, it was actually very confusing when I first saw it as Campbell's soup doing it, mm -hmm. but yes, um, it is, we are bridge all under com that is working with Campbell's and many other huge organizations. They're rebranding DEI into bridge. Interesting. There, there are, there are definitely efforts to, uh, rebrand DEI, um, and there are people that are focusing on those efforts. People like uh, James Lindsay is is pretty abreast of the situation. He is pretty good about spreading that message. Um, but you are right; they're they're trying to rebrand it. And the the idea that this is going to end if you defeat one, or if if one of these programs is ended, if, if the idea that that's a, a victory is the wrong way to look at it. Um, these in initiatives 
uh, they're not going to go away because these the people that believe in them are ide- ideologically possessed. So they really believe that the world's going to burn up if they don't get the the right uh, uh, policies regarding the environment. They really believe that mm-hmm. capitalism's going to devour the whole world and and all of these different. Uh, crazy left-wing ideas they genuinely believe them so they're going to pass as many policies as they can uh to to implement these ideas so if dei does go away you should be looking for something else that's performing the same function that dei did Mm -hmm. because that's what they're going to do there the the next move is because there are people onto their onto the ideas and they can understand them now they're going to start morphing uh, what the the idea is called or what the, the, the function is called, but it's going to be the same, same attempts at the core. Yeah, just repackage like, yeah. like always. The same story, just get just a different la- a different character, et cetera, same thing. That's how it goes. Anything to add, any, anything to add about that? Anything to ask uh, beyond? Or just a comment no, it, on was, it was just how part of It was just how part of their newer initiatives were to actually integrate it into pay structure mm-hmm. and to make companies do that so yeah. i'm just glad to be aware of it so people are aware of it that's that's all thank you for answering i, I agree with you entirely Phil. they're just gonna they're just gonna change the name of it yeah no, appreciate i appreciate it, it man thanks. thanks for calling in thanks for bringing attention to it as well yeah tell your friends this stuff too i know <clears> it's yeah. a pain in the butt but definitely better to be open about it and, and uh, communicate than to not say anything Christina Passifong, I recognize your name from the Discord. How are you? What's up, dude? It was nice hearing you talk last night. You are super based. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) Okay, so question for the panel. Is the public too desensitized to the Epstein case for anything to ever happen to the people involved? It seems like people either want to avoid talking about this topic entirely or it's a joke or a conspiracy to them. What do you think needs to happen for enough people to take this seriously and do something about it? And what would that something be? I think, you know, the big the big picture stories we care about indicate something about you and your worldview. The average person only cares about what affects their immediate circle. So when we notice that there are high level, uh, you know, politicians and business individuals who are trafficking kids, the average person won't care because it has no impact on them whatsoever. What needs to happen to make someone actually care? Someone needs to break into their house and steal from them. And then they'll say, hey, why was I robbed? Why is why are my gas prices so high? Why is milk so expensive? Then you can say it's because they were powerful, you know, elites in business that are fucking you over. And then they get pissed about it. But if they're not affected by it, you know, for I, I think for you, for 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 us, for everybody who watches this show, we care more about what may be coming, which will impact us if we don't pay attention now. We care about preparing for the future. And uh, the average person only cares about their immediate and short-term desires, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, Are people too desensitized? On some level, you think, clearly, right? Maybe they're not too desensitized for there to be a political solution here or for the justice system to do something or for people to put pressure on the justice system to do something. But they're certainly too desensitized. The fact that we knew this was happening, the fact that... The public found out about it. The fact that it's really clear that this guy didn't kill himself and we're all told to believe that he did and everything's just sort of continued business as normal is an indication that people are pretty desensitized to this. The, yeah. You know, the idea that 
every this should be a scandal so massive that at, at the very least the least drastic solution is everyone getting voted out of office who even had a slight tinge of any kind of association with him um and yet that that didn't happen that didn't happen i mean imagine just if instead of jeffrey epstein right it was it was like and, and i'm not the first to make this point but if it was like an avowed racist, if it was a Klansman or something, mm -hmm. I mean, everyone associated with them, we'd know all of their names. None of them would be able to hold public office anymore. Their lives would be completely destroyed. So why have we tolerated this for so long? Why have we tolerate? Why have we tolerated the abusive children at the hands of our political leaders for so long? Uh, I think that because it's because people don't. Uh Things that don't directly affect people, they they kind of actually don't really care about. They say they do, um, but they don't, especially when they're told not to or not told that they should or the wrong people are telling them that they should. I just saw a, a, a thing today. I think it was an Apple News, um, and they were saying why the far pizza you know they were talking about why the far right is obsessed with the Epstein list and with sex trafficking and and somebody has to be cuz none of you are doing anything about it yeah and and <laughs> the the idea that the media is is painting the people that are first of all saying look there are people breaking the law that's a problem they're victimizing the most uh vulnerable people in America young kids and and the problem, according to the media, is that people, the wrong people are noticing is essentially what it is. Mm. It's because it is a, 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 an issue that the right is noticing. And it seems people that are favored by the left have been engaging in it. So the media goes and, and runs interference. And that interference is all it takes to make normally intelligent people absolutely idiotic. Yeah. Just completely and totally lose any semblance of cognitive ability to think for themselves. And that's when that's why people don't care that, you know, it's clear that Epstein was trafficking kids and people in positions of power that currently are walking free and they don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are burnt out in general, honestly. But, Do you remember? I, I got to go oh, night yes, night. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I got to crash too, honestly. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. to try and record. Here's, here's my plan. I'll, rec I'll try to record a couple segments at 6 a.m. Catch this flight. We'll land um, probably around 1 p.m. Eastern, and then I should have time to record my, my later segments, which is okay. just work, 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 work. But uh, time for bed. All right, Christina, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, guys. Safe travels. Thanks, thanks for calling Cheers. in. Good thank you. Night. Mayor Staggs, thanks for joining us. It's been a blast, as always. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. Appreciate, Appreciate you uh, hanging out. And for everybody who's a member, I really do want to say thank you all so much because this trip we're doing is only possible because you guys are members. True. And so the idea that we get to host a counter programming to CNN with a town hall with, with, with a presidential candidate is a dream come true. We're big fans of Vivek. It's amazing. And it's all possible. Thanks to you guys. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks so much for hanging out.